This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. And welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I am your host, Robert Dodaro. With me, as always, we've got our co-hosts, Mr. Tony Shore and Matt Gilbert. Uh, This show is all about helping you, the people of Ohio, better understand what's going on in the markets, what's going on in the economy, what's what's going on with your money realistically in there. But, you know, we also know wealth is so much more than just your money. It's your health. It's your lifestyle. uh, It's the memories that you make with your families along the way as well, too. So we're here as a resource for you, our listeners, to kind of give you just a little bit better lay of the land of what's going on uh, and give you a little different perspective of what's happening in the state of Ohio as well too. And we all know there's a lot going on in the world right now, right, Tony? Oh, wow. There is a lot happening. That's for sure. I mean, the Fed raising the interest rates uh, again Mm -hmm. and market volatility. So uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's all seem, you know, it seems to be happening all at once this year, doesn't it? Oh, of course it does. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's been a wild year and a lot of people are are wondering, you know, what's going on in the markets? How long is it going to be staying down? Will it come back up again? Uh, it's been such a wild ride over the last, you know, really since 2020 uh, in the market. You know, yeah. there's been some ups and downs along the way, but uh, it has been something that's kind of created some volatility. I don't know, Matt, what are, what are your thoughts? I'm a little confused because mm-hmm. I spend my entire day planning things, being prudent, looking Mm -hmm. at things. Mm -hmm. And people didn't do that for their student loans and they just got $20,000 given to them. Yeah. 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 Um, So we're definitely going to dive into that today. So if you're new to the show, you know, we're going to talk about some specific topics, but we always have a bonus segment. That's for our podcast listeners. You can always check the podcast out by going to any of the real podcast streaming services, whether it's Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, uh, or even, uh, what is it, uh, Apple Podcasts, right? Google Podcasts. You know, we're, we're on all of them. Uh, you can even go to our website, myprismwealth.com, and check out our radio link there where you can hear this show and any of our past shows shows as well too. But, you know, when I think about, you know, managing people's money, being in a fiduciary role, uh, you know, I, one of my core beliefs, Tony, and this is kind of why we, we structure the business the way we do. And I don't think I've ever told you this story, but so earlier in, in my life, before I lived in Ohio, I was actually in the city of Houston. Uh, I worked for the city of Houston doing payroll for all 25,000 employees uh, while I was in grad school as well, too. So life was hectic, life was stressful, but I loved my job, loved everything about it back then as well. Uh, and growing up where I did in Texas and in Virginia and other places, I can tell you I've been through about 15 natural disasters in my life. So like when hurricanes or floods happen, I don't really get too worked up up over it anymore. I'm I'm usually pretty calm. But back in Houston this one year uh, was Hurricane Ike. 
And when I worked for the city, I volunteered to go work at the shelters because uh, I didn't have a wife and kids at the time. And I figured it'd be better for the single guy to go volunteer than make someone with a family go volunteer during a natural disaster. So that's what I did. Now, fast forward after the after Ike is over, the storm's done. I'm headed home. Uh, can't open the door when I get home. Uh, the door has been warped by water damage so much that I had to like literally bust my front door down to discover that my kitchen was now having a skylight in it. You know, our roof got taken off, water damage all throughout the apartment and everything. So at the time I had a roommate and when he got back in town and saw the damage, you know, one of the first things he did was call FEMA. Now I want to explain something o on paper, my roommate and I, same age, same race, same income, same education, same type of background. Like on paper, we are identical. What was the only difference between the two of us? Well, he had renter's insurance and I did not have renter's insurance. I was irresponsible back in those days. Okay. So what happens? Well, my roommate calls FEMA and FEMA tells him, Hey, we're a little backed up, obviously with the disaster. Uh, it'll probably be about three weeks before we can get someone out there to evaluate your claim. So he gets on the list and, and lets me know, Hey, Robert, you need to call man. They're, you know, they're, they're taking three weeks just to see me and they have to do you separately. So I said, okay, fine. And you know, I gave him a call. And lo and behold, I got lucky. Uh, they had someone that was going to be in the area two days from then. So two days later, I had someone come out to adjust my claim in there. And while they were there, they decided to do his as well. Now, what happens? After they look at us, the adjuster comes and looks at me and says, Robert, I can definitely see the damage. You have suffered a loss because of this storm. Uh, we're going to be able to cut you a check for $2,300. You'll have the money in a couple days. So I was like, great. Thank you. Thank you, FEMA. I appreciate the help. I do need the help right now uh, with it. They uh, turn to my roommate and say, well, unfortunately, you have renter's insurance. You need to call your insurance company. He ended up paying a $500 deductible so he could get a check for $800. Oh. Right? So this is, this is the example I always fall back on how it doesn't seem like good behavior is ever rewarded right? Like the people who planned for college and paid it off, do they get any kind of relief? No. Uh, people who consolidated their loans, right? Like, okay, I, I, it's better to consolidate and pay a lower interest rate. That saves me money. Oh, well, now you're not eligible for student loan forgiveness either uh, in there as well, too. So it always seems like whenever these things happen, whenever I look at government programs, it always seems like they don't reward people who do things the right way. So at my company, when we meet with people, we try and reward people who do things the right way. This is why, like, when you come to one of my workshops, it's informative. Like, I'm not here just to sing and dance or try and sell you something. You came out to learn about Social Security or learn about tax strategies. I'm going to teach you as much as I possibly can in the time that I have with you and make that worth your time because you actually did things the right way. You dedicated some of your time to try and learn and better yourself and hopefully keep more money in your family's pocket, right? Yeah, right. Tony, let me let you know. Mm -hmm. I've been to a couple of these events uh -huh. and he gives all the information he can get. Some people's heads are spinning when they walk <laughs> out. <laughs> well, yeah. sure. You can have an information hangover. I've learned that now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to, as as much as the sponge will absorb, I'm going to try and soak that information in there for you as best as I can. But likewise, when we offer things for people coming in our office, right? Like, 
I'll spend an hour with anyone. I don't care who you are, what your situation is. I'll spend an hour with you looking at social security strategies or tax strategies. If you just want to get together, you're not, you know, you just need help in this one area. You're not necessarily looking for a financial manager. As long as you're being straight with me and honest with me, yeah, I'll do my best to give you, you know, what I think on those areas to help you out. I know it won't tell you the full picture of everything, uh, but for those of you who are interested in working with us, that's where we do the start building the clear retirement solution. And whether it's an analysis or whether it's the full clear retirement solution, I, I need you to bring me information. So the, the deal is if you've done the work and you've done the good thing of gathering the information and asking for help with something, who am I to refuse you? right? Like, who am I to say, no, you you did what you needed to do. Let me help you. Now, if you want to do business and, and, you know, and are interested in doing business, we'll show you everything that we do. But if you're someone out there that's just trying to get some help, I, you know, I, I want to do my best to help as many people as I can in this business. So, and I, I believe that good behavior deserves some form of reward for that good behavior as well, because of the experiences of my life. So, you know, uh, the good news is if you do want to start learning about social security or taxes, we do actually have our uh, social security workshop. It is next week, folks. And actually, there's not that many spaces left. I mean, you can do your best to give the office a call, 330-804-0123. The workshops are going to be this upcoming Tuesday and Wednesday. So Tuesday the 13th, Wednesday the 14th. It is actually one of our complimentary dinner workshops up at the Galaxy Restaurant and Banquet Center in Wadsworth. Uh, both evenings start at 6 p.m., so you'll want to get there a little early so we can get you sat, get your salad going. Uh, usually I talk for about an hour and a half, but uh, sometimes I get carried away. Sometimes we're you know we're able to get through it because there's not a lot of questions as well, too. But uh, just plan on being there for about an hour and a half is what I would say uh, with it as well. But it's always a good time, and like we say, you're going to learn something. You know, we're going to do our best to give you something new, something you haven't heard of, a strategy, you know, or at least answer the questions that are on your mind regarding Social Security. So give us a call, 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123, and we'll get you signed up for either one of these workshops. But and getting into this idea of not rewarding good behavior, right? We, we've talked about this, you know, the IRS, right? And, and, and some of these articles are in our show notes for the week. So our, our, our newsletter subscribers, uh, our, our weekly email receivers, you know, get signed up. They, they get this information. But uh, there's info in this week about how the IRS, not only did we talk about them deleting 30 million records this year. So they admitted that they willfully destroyed 30 million records yeah. uh, in there. And after that, they get a pay raise through the Inflation Reduction Act. After getting the pay raise for the Inflation Reduction Act, they come out and announce that they had been keeping or they had published on their website the private information of over 120,000 nonprofit organizations. Wow. This information was on their website, searchable and downloadable for over a year. And they come out and just acknowledge that, oh, by the way, Whoops. we uh, yeah, we, we, we mistakenly <laughs> published that. But don't worry, we've taken it down and people can't download it anymore after it being available for over a year. OK, where's the accountability? 
right? Like where, you know, in, in regards of this, like what are they, they said they're going to send a letter out to people and I bet they're going to offer them a year free LifeLock membership or something like that as a slap in the face for publishing the information. With as much information as we gather, I mean, I do a Google search and people are taking the searches I do. Mm-hmm. You would think they'd have the number of downloads they have on that form. Well, it's true. You know, and who downloaded it? And you would think. views it had. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, they, they probably won't figure that out, though, you know, and, and, and again, so... It, Again, good behavior should be rewarded. You know, bad behavior, it's like, why are we giving the IRS more money so they can audit more people and audit more businesses uh, and all that as well, too? And just in general, make cost of living higher for a lot of people. Uh, You know, it doesn't make sense in my book. But this is why... In the end, you as an individual, you are the captain of your ship. This is your money. This is your life. This is your wealth. You know, if you want to get the things out of it that you want, you have to be willing to do a plan. You have to be willing to sit down and put pen to paper. This is, you know, managing your money is not an easy thing. When you think of investments, Social Security, Medicare, taxes, uh, you know, all these different things and programs that you have to be aware of where your decisions can cost you thousands and thousands of dollars over the rest of your life if you're not careful. Careful, uh, you know, you have to be in the position where, okay, I know what choices make sense and which ones are the right one for me. If you're someone who just hears that and is like, well, I don't know what to do with any of those, then you are someone who needs a clear retirement solution. You need someone to sit down with you and give you an honest assessment of where you are at right now. Good, bad, ugly, take the emotion out of it. Here is where you stand. Here is the path that you are on right now. What are some things that you can do to maybe improve the path that you are on as well too? That's our process. We call it the clear retirement solution. And it's there to help you see how prepared you are in the areas of income planning, investment planning, tax efficiency, healthcare strategies, and legacy planning. Because all of these things are things that could potentially be very expensive for you at one point or another. So if you're interested in doing a complimentary review and a complimentary analysis, all you have to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can visit us on the web at my prism p-r-i-s-m wealth.com but we're about to we're up against the commercial break here we'll take a break and we'll be back and with more in just a moment with the wealth of ohio show and podcast when you think of a puzzle what would you say is the most important piece corner a side piece i would argue that the most important piece of a puzzle is the picture on the box and the same can be said for your retirement robert dodaro from prison wealth management would love to show you your retirement picture For more information, call 330-804-0123 or visit his website at wealthofohio.com. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our hosts, Matt Gilbert and Robert Dodaro. And Robert, uh, Matt, great show today, uh, talking about rewarding bad behavior. (laughs) <laughs> that's not what we should do. Um, but I know a lot of people look at the, the uh, you know, some of the bailouts and uh, the paying off of uh, some student loan debt uh, for people who got themselves into these loans. 
as maybe doing that. But you're you've mainly focused on the IRS so far. And well, yeah, even the student loan side of it. I know, Matt, you were looking into that. So, I mean, you want to give a breakdown of the, the student loan uh, forgiveness that it hasn't happened yet, right? It's, it's been an executive order. Whether or not it's legal will still, be, de- yeah, will still be decided, right? But what, what did you find? I know we put a couple articles in there for our readers and listeners this week. Uh, what, what, what did we discover? So, one, there's two numbers going around. There's the 10000 that you get mm-hmm. um forgiven or there's a 20,000 number. The difference is people that receive the Pell Grant, Mm -hmm. they were available to get that extra $10,000, $20,000 total forgiven. Mm -hmm. And typically they're trying to be targeted at low income people and that's who receives that Pell Grant. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the other major things that I think is kind of interesting if you're on an income based plan, Mm -hmm. they've dropped the amount that they're going to calculate it from 10% of your income down to 5%. Yeah, I read that too. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you for the forgiveness, right? I believe it was tax years 2020 and 2021. But if in one of those two years, you as an individual made less than 125,000 or a married couple making less than $250,000 in either one of those years, then you would be eligible for the forgiveness as long long as it is federal loans, not consolidated loans, right? So private loans or consolidated loans were not eligible in there. So again, rewarding bad behavior. Like if you consolidated and you, you, you did what, you know, what is recommended in the industry, consolidate, lower the interest rate, set yourself up with one payment and, you know, start paying off the debt. Okay. You don't get forgiveness in there as well. Only the people who, you know, didn't handle their res- their financials responsibly uh, are getting that bailout. Now, there are people who need the money. There are people who need the bailout. So, I mean, it's not like, I mean, obviously there, there will be a lot of people that are helped in here, but can you really tell me that a married couple making 250 grand a year needs $10,000 of their student loans forgiven? Right. No, like, I mean, how, you know, you know, I mean, realistically, how are you helping? You know, that's not helping. That's creating inflation, you know, with this as well. And, we're, you know, for our listeners, we always do a special bonus podcast segment. Why are the markets dropping? What's going on in the markets? We're going to talk about that and talk about what's what's causing it, in our opinion, uh, and ultimately, hopefully some things you can do about it. But that's in the bonus segment of the podcast segment coming up. But Matt, what was on your mind? So it kind of confuses me. This whole student loan was started, the crisis that we're in, because the government was giving out free money. Mm-hmm. Anytime the government gives out money, the price of things is going to go up because mm-hmm. there's a supply and demand. Nobody's going after the institutions that basically preyed on 18-year-olds mm-hmm. that said, hey, you can get this loan. We can give you $10,000 in loan or we can give you 30000 What do you want? Mm-hmm. And they're going and taking these long trips for spring break and things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I remember in college, like after all the after the government took over the student loan program, everybody was getting more money and everybody knew when student loan payday was. OK, I mean, everybody counted on that day. They would take out the cost of, you know, the classes and everything from the money that you borrowed and whatever was left over. You would get this lump sum check for ho- however many thousands of dollars. And you're handing that money to an 18 or 19 year old. OK, like, I mean, realistically. 
realistically, what do you think happened with a lot of that money? A lot of it was wasted, you know, in there as well. Oh, too. Sure. Now, there were responsible ones, too. There were, uh, you know, in there as well. But uh, there, there, there's a reason why at the end of the semester, there's a lot of people eating ramen instead, you know, with that because they spent most of their money too early in the year because they didn't teach financial management with their money. So, you know, you look at that and it's just, you know, in, in the end, uh, I don't know that this is going to hold up in the courts. I think this is a political move in a lot of ways uh, with it, but it does drive up inflation in the markets right now as well, too. And that is a big problem. But there's also some articles going around that this was solely about buying votes. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. It's political. Do you think that it would get overturned before November or after? Well, no. So there's a reason why they say that it's not even starting until like October, November time and that it doesn't affect until the end of the year. Uh, They don't even have the form ready that you need to fill out in order to apply for forgiveness. So they've had almost two years to plan this. And by the time they're ready to roll it out, they don't have any details ready. That's part of the reason why I'm suspicious of this. Uh, The other reason is, I mean, they've admitted themselves that a lot of times this is not constitutional and they don't expect that it's legal to do something like this. I think their expectation is it will be challenged in court. It will get struck down. And that gives you more reason to vote for them because they will want to pass a law to give you the forgiveness instead of making it an executive order. So it is a way, not in essence, it's a way of getting votes without spending the money in essence. So I don't, I don't want to say buying votes because you'd have to spend money in order to buy the votes. It's a way to incentivize people to vote for you without having to spend the money uh, as well, too. So, you know, that's just my opinion. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm a financial person, not a political wonk or anything like that. But when I look at the brass tacks and I look at the numbers of everything, right? But what was your undergrad degree? In? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Political so, well, science major. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. International studies, economics, you know, wow. all that stuff yeah. in there. Uh, so, I mean, I understand the way these things work and I understand the way laws work and how they're written. So, that's why I read the laws. You know, in the end, if you read the bills, you have a good understanding of what's going on and why, I'll just say. Uh, and it's important to note with what's going on in the markets and what's going on in the world right now, um, you you do need to pay attention. You know, I, I can't stress this enough. The Fed meeting is coming up in just a couple of weeks. Whatever the Fed says in their meeting is going to impact the markets, good or bad. Yeah. They have a lot of control. They just and said most today they're going to raise it. Of course they are. The markets 0.75. are wondering if... Well, I mean, so you got, well, no, I mean, they're wondering about a 1% raise. So, I mean, this is why the markets, you know, went down. So the markets were actually recovering, right? Inflation started coming down. The Fed only raised 0.75 instead of 1%. Mm -hmm. You know, the markets thought inflation was starting to be tamed. As soon as the inflation started to look a little bit better, they go and pass the Inflation Reduction Act, which means more spending and more likely to increase inflation. If there's more inflation, interest rates are going to have to be raised more aggressively, which causes all kinds of problems in the marketplace. We'll talk about that in the bonus segment as to what that's doing over there. But it also increases the risk of recession. So this is why the markets are nervous. So the markets felt good. Then the government starts spending hundreds of billions of dollars with the Inflation Reduction Act. And then at the same time, they go in and announce hundreds of billions of dollars, possibly up to a trillion dollars in cost to forgive $10,000 in student loan debt for everybody. 
So as soon as the market sees that the government's turning around and spending all this money, they know inflation's going to be a problem, interest rates will have to keep rising, and we run the risk of having a harder recession later as well, too. Now, I think the Fed has actually done a pretty decent job, all things considered, managing monetary policy up until this point. But the government, if the federal government keeps continuing to spend at the rates that they are, then it's going to create problems, not from a debt perspective, but from an interest rate perspective. And that's what impacts retirees and savers more than anything else. How do you keep your money protected from these ups and downs in the market, but still make a rate of return that can outpace inflation, right? Like that's that's not easy to do, folks. Okay, there are options out there that you can look at, whether it be an indexed annuity, whether it be a structured note, whether you look. I mean, some people like to use real estate. Some people use gold and commodities. There's different products that you can use out there that you you know think can help you ride through these times. But you need to have a plan and you need to have a strategy because. What's the other article that we put in our notes today? So I I love this, how, you know, like young kids today think that they have a revolutionary idea on their hand, but it's really just a recycled idea from past generations, right? So I don't know, Tony, have you you heard of this concept of quiet quitting? Yes, yes. Okay, so. Yeah, I've I've been hearing all about it and reading about it. It's crazy. It's it's the latest trend. It's new, it's Uh hip, right? You know, and all that. What what is quiet quitting in the end, right? It's, It's people doing the bare minimum at their job. Right. Like, like that's never existed in human history yeah, before. Like right? this is something new, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, people are burnt out at their jobs and don't want to work there anymore. Yeah. So they, they just clock out. They just yeah. stop working. Right. Yeah. Or they clock out or the clock hits five and they stop working and leave. Like, yeah, right. that wasn't happening before at places, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, a, a it's purposeful so slowdown in work. Nobody's ever mm-hmm. done that before. Yeah. No, no one has ever done that before. So <laughs> yeah, it's a new, it's a quote unquote new trend. Quiet. Yeah. Quitting. New trend latest on TikTok, oh. Right. You know, or whatever it yeah. is, you know, so, but here's the thing you have to ask yourself the markets have been crazy for the last two or three years, right? Like we've experienced some wild markets. You got to ask yourself, has your financial advisor quiet quit on you, right? Like, are they being proactive to find new solutions to help you ride through these markets? Are they out there trying to find ways to help you save money on taxes or healthcare or other expenses? You know, maybe when the market's down, okay, you can't really do much about that, but Hey, here's a couple things that might save you a few grand in taxes this year. If we do it this way, right? Like there's all kinds of ways that you can be working to help someone and acting in their best interest for them. So has your advisor, the person that's there to help you with your wealth and guiding you there. Have they been looking for those opportunities for you or have they quiet quit on you? And are they just doing the bare minimum and going through the motions with you when you see them? Because that's a really important question that you'd want to be asking, right? And asking yourself because you can't stay in the same thing forever, never change anything and expect that everything is going to be all right. They have yet to create the investment option, the insurance option. It doesn't matter what it is. There's not one option that you can buy right now and comfortably say that you can stay in there for the next 40 years without ever having to worry about selling it or anything like that. Okay, there the world's going to change. Options are going to change where you need to be shifting your money to is going to change. And you need someone giving you proactive advice on, okay, what where do we stand right now and what can we do to maybe make the picture a little more comfortable or a little bit better along the way? And that's what we really try and focus on when we meet with people is what can we do to improve the situation? So what have you done, Robert, in the last year 
to mm. prove that you're not quiet quitting on your clients. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like so, the question. No, hey, <laughs> Great job, me, Matt. Before we wrap up here at the end, Matt's going to throw my feet on the fire, I see. <laughs> so we do have our bonus segment of the podcast coming up. So if I have to extend my answer there, you can check out the podcast to, to get the full answer. But no, I mean, we're constantly adding new services. You know, we've we spent a lot of time on the tax planning side because we understand just how expensive that is for people when they don't even realize it or not and ways that we can save people money just by doing tax efficient strategies. So whether the markets are up or down, we can try and save money there. What is Uh, it that we kind of started to implement at the first of the year? So, well, the first of the year, we also added new tools for our clients. Are you speaking about the vault or, you well, know? the QCDs? Oh yeah. Well, so even charitable strategies, I'll tell you like they're, they're, it's not easy to set up charitable strategies for people. It involves a lot of paperwork and a lot of tediousness on our end. We make no money doing this for our clients, but we do get the reward of having, saving them money on taxes while at the same time helping money go to good causes too. But there are charitable strategies that we help our clients with in finding ways to save money there, whether it be qualified charitable distributions, donor advised funds, there are all kinds of different options that you can use uh, in unique ways to try and create tax efficiency. Uh, Roth conversions, we use our current tax software to plan those out for people. Uh, You know, in the end, it's about trying to look at every angle we can look at and see for your circumstances, what opportunities make the most sense to either make you money, save you money, or alleviate a concern. But I know a lot of people are wondering what's going on in the markets, what's causing it, and what the outlook is, tune into our bonus segment of our podcast. You can always go to myprismwealth.com and click on the radio link where you can listen to the show in its entirety, plus check out the bonus podcast segment there. But this is about all the time we have for the Wealth of Ohio show. On behalf of Tony and Matt, to our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more of the Wealth of Ohio podcast segment in just a moment. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Prism Wealth Management LLC is an independent financial service firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services are offered through Prism Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation and welcome back to the wealth of ohio podcast bonus segment and we're having a great discussion today and uh, rewarding bad behavior or Mm. not rewarding bad behavior (laughs) speaking of bad behavior how about the IRS, huh? So. Oh yeah. Well, well, and, and what's what what's going on in the markets right now? And are, are is bad behavior being rewarded? In a lot of ways, it is. I, I mean, if you look at it. Um, What's going on right now? Why is the United States, you know, 
all the people in this country are panicked about what's going on in the markets and the economy right now and worried about where we're headed. I get these, I get calls regularly on this. Okay. Uh, I'm not that panicked. I'll just say, but you know, I get why people, I get why people are before. I mean, it's going to happen. You've seen these things, you've seen the song and dance before, but we are in a unique set of circumstances, right? Like there's inflation going on right now. The, uh, you know, overall the markets are down. Uh, things are getting more expensive, but at the same point in time, the jobs market's doing just fine. We could be in a recession, but the job market is holding on. But, you know, hey, Tony, when I say there's inflation, what do you think is happening to the value of the dollar when there's inflation? The value of the dollar is decreasing greatly. Correct, right? So we have record inflation. You would think the value of the dollar is going down substantially, yeah, right? Would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually up 15% year to date. How is that possible? Exactly. So because to me, my dollar—I don't know about your dollar—but my dollar buys a lot less today than it did uh, eighteen so, months ago. So, can we clarify something? Is yeah. that the value of the dollar in America has gone up fifteen percent, or the value of the dollar in the world? The value of the dollar in the world has gone up, but uh, that still translates into American goods. I mean, imagine how much worse it is in all the other countries in Europe. So, there's a great article we put in the show notes today. Remember, all you got to do to get the show notes is call three three zero eight zero four zero one two three. Give us your name and email. We'll sign you up. You can even text your name and email to that number three. 330-804-0123. We'll get you added onto the show notes. Okay. Uh, I've heard England is, is one of the worst right now. England is having a massive problem with prices and goods and inflation. It's much worse there. I've heard. So the article from fortune does a really good job of breaking down some of the causes in here as well too. But, you know, if you think about what happened in 2020, there were a lot of supply issues in 2020. There's still some going on today, but you know, we, we, you know, back then it was worse. And obviously with medical supplies, right? Like China bought up a lot of the medical supplies at the beginning of the pandemic. So this made countries realize they have to be self-sufficient, right? Like they have to be going back and relying on themselves more and more to be able to produce their own goods. So that way, if something like this happens again, they can produce them in their their own country. Now, the United States, we have the ability to produce most things in our country. So this doesn't impact us as much as it does other countries. It's also why as we have inflation, the Federal Reserve raises interest rates. As interest rates go up, our yields go up. People can make more money by loaning money to the government, okay? So when you're looking around the world and you're looking at international money, a lot of international money is flowing to the United States right now because where where in the world is safer? So this drives the value of the dollar up even more. But you have to look at it from our perspective. If we wanted to go to Europe right now, this is probably a great time to go to Europe because our money is buying more over there right now. But on the flip side, say I wanted to sell something to Europe right now. They're not likely to buy from me because it's going to be way more expensive for them to buy from us right now as well, too, because of this. So there's ebbs and flows, there's ups and downs. The article does a good job of breaking this down. But what you have to realize is, is why, like everybody's like, where's the safe spot, Robert? I mean, gold and silver are down year to date. If you're, if you're one of the crypto fanatics out there, that's lost a ton of money this year. I mean, even oil was up year to date, but it's come down substantially from the highs. Yep. As the dollar goes up in value, 
all things priced in dollars are devalued. So stocks go down, gold goes down, commodities go down. Some of them are going to go up. The demand is there to push them up beyond this. But still, as the value of the dollar goes up, it's putting a downwards focus on the markets, on the economy, and on other things. So you you would think that we would want a stronger dollar, which we want a strong dollar, but we don't want too strong of a dollar because everything is valued in the U.S. dollar. So this is what's creating a lot of the problems and what the Federal Reserve, it's not just our Federal Reserve, it's the central banks of Europe, the central banks in Japan, all the banks across the world that use fiat economy or fiat dollars like we do, um, basically are trying to balance this off of each other. And the more we raise rates, the harder we make it on foreign countries like Europe and everything, because they are not self-sufficient. They don't have the resources. They have to rely on Russia for energy. We can get our own energy if we need to, or release our strategic reserves. We have the resources here. Uh, Other places aren't as fortunate. And because it's so bad over there, it makes us look better over here. So is our bad behavior being rewarded? And, And in some ways, the government spending is what caused inflation. The the response to the inflation is for people to send more money to the government, that they get to spend more money from their bad behavior. This drives up the value of the dollar, which makes people want to give them even more money on top of that as well. So it's a crazy financial system when you really understand the, the ins and outs of how it works. And I'm not going to act like I know the full ins and outs of how it works, but I've, I've done my readings as best as I can. So in any case, what, what I advise people is this. It is going to be a bumpy road because of how strong the dollar is going to stay for a while in there as well. There are options out there. There are things that you can be putting your money in to try and mitigate those risks right now. And you may be saying, Robert, the market's down. I don't want to sell or anything. Okay, yeah. The, when is it a bad time to make a good decision, Right. Like, right. If it's something that's going to improve your situation or make you more comfortable, less stressed out. Okay. How in the world is there a bad time to be looking at those options? Right. So this is what you need to be thinking out there. If you're worried about your portfolio, you're worried about your accounts. I can tell you this. There are options. There are choices. I will happily sit down and explain them with you and try and find the one that you think best matches what you're looking for. But you've got to be willing to spend the time with me. And so give me the information I need to help narrow it down to whatever the best product is for you out there. But It's part of the job. It's what we do as wealth managers, as financial advisors who are obligated to look out for the best interest of people. But what I can tell you is this. Pay attention to the Federal Reserve. Pay attention to the dollar. Because when the dollar starts going down in value, because inevitably it will, uh, that may be the time to start looking to more international markets. But as long as the dollar is strong, there are value positions out there. There are different things, even in the market, that you can be looking at to take advantage of. Where are the opportunities for you? You need to start finding them out. So uh, in the end, we're here to help you with that to the best of our ability. And all you need to do is call 330-804-804. 0123. Remember, we still have some space left for the workshops. We have our social security workshop, complimentary dinner workshop on social security at the Galaxy Restaurant up in Wadsworth. Uh, Tuesday, this Tuesday the 13th or Wednesday the 14th, both nights at 6 p.m. And all you got to do is call 330 804 
0123. But Tony, Matt, I hope you guys think a little bit this week and, and try not to reward any bad behavior out there. Let's <laughs> let's try and reward. Let's focus on rewarding good behavior, people, right? Yeah. Like when we see good behavior. I actually give you a great story to wrap up here really quick. So we were in uh, uh, Branson with my kids, right? You know, we took them all to Branson. We were staying in a cabin with some extended family. Before everyone got there, we were first to arrive. A couple guys come up in a truck and back up to our cabin and start unloading firewood right for us because we had burn rings that we could sit there and have bonfires at night it was great uh but my kids see these guys unloading the wood and my seven-year-old and my four-year-old run outside and start helping them unload the wood right they're like hey you guys need help we're going to help you out and they just start doing it and helping them those guys came back and they had just a couple bucks in their wallet, but they said, hey, we want to give these, you know, a couple bucks. They did good work. We're going to reward them with a little money. When we went out that evening, my kids got to use that money buying some ice cream for themselves and they were on cloud nine, I will tell you with that. So try and find the good behavior and reward it. Don't reward bad behavior like the government does. Uh, and maybe they'll follow our example in the future, right? Like we need to set the example for them as best as we can, I guess. But I'll let you guys think about it this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back next time with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro. We'll see you next time.